The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. The fallout from the government's decision to end the eviction ban continues with Sinn Féin calling for a Doyle vote on the issue, a rift in the Green Party and Leo Varadkar admitting there's a huge deficit in the number of homes here. Now for more on this I'm joined by Sinn Féin's spokesperson on housing Ed Ona Bryn, by the CEO of the Institute of Professional Auctioneers and Valuers Pat Davitt and first by News Talk political correspondent Sean Defoe. Sean good morning. Morning Pat. Now, uh, the interesting things about the numbers of TDs who were landlords, uh, time was when many, many of them might have been, but that number is falling. Yeah, that's right. And the Irish Independent reporting this first this morning, uh, the number of landlords in this stall has fallen to 27 from 35 in the last stall. And you have to remember that this stall has uh, more deputies as well. So you would have thought maybe it would go up rather than go down. And some of the TDs who've sold properties over the last two years, including the Enterprise Minister, uh, Simon Coveney, who sold a rental property as well as selling his family home, moving into to another home. And then the Fianna Fáil TD, Sean Hockey as well, in the last year disposed of two rental properties that he had uh, in Dublin as well. So you still do have, particularly the cabinet table, some fairly influential people who own rental properties, including the, the teacher Cleo Varadkar, who's renting out uh, his apartment, the initial apartment that he bought while he now lives with his partner, Matt Barrett, the Education Minister, Norma Foley, Agriculture Minister, Charlie McConnellogue, and the Health Minister, Stephen Donnelly, and still some landlords who are very big landlords, if you look at the likes of, say, Michael Healy Ray, who I think has uh, 16 rental properties and has said himself he's been a landlord since he was the age of 19. But as an overall percentage, it has come down following the trend in the market of a lot of those uh, smaller landlords who might have had one or two properties getting out. Um, in theory, you could look at all these landlords who are TDs and say they're doing the honourable thing. They're not getting out the 27. They're providing valuable accommodation for the public. But uh, we cannot really dissect their motivation, I suppose. But uh, the Taoiseach pointing out there's a huge deficit in the number of properties that are needed to house our growing population here. And that number is startling. Yeah, it's really high. Quarter of a million homes is what he told the parliamentary party, Finnegan Parliamentary Party meeting last night, that there we have a deficit of 250,000 homes in the country and obviously that that is going to take a long time to close that gap. He did also tell his TDs and senators he thought that the, the corner on that can be turned this year. He pointed to 30,000 homes being built last year, not including student accommodation and some derelicts brought back into use, but did revise that target because for years the target from the government has been 33,000 a year and we've been hearing uh, indeed from a private advice that that Housing Commission gave to uh, to the government that that needs to be much much higher and potentially over the next you know 20 30 years needs to be reaching 50 60,000 homes a year Baradka reckons it needs to be at least 40,000 homes built every year and said that they told us TDs that the government is starting to ramp up to that plan so already those targets starting to move upward but that is a that is a big deficit to try and make up Mm-hmm. Now, uh, there is more political pressure being heaped on the government to try and reverse the decision on ending the eviction ban. And uh, Owner Bryn is with me, so he'll be telling me in a moment exactly what uh, their course of action will be. But it looks like a, a vote may happen in the Doyle on this issue. Yeah, so presumably, and again, correct me if this is wrong, but presumably this will be a private member's motion that Sinn Féin will bring. The first opportunity they'll have to bring that one will be after next week's recess for St. Patrick's Day, so probably Tuesday the 21st of March, they can bring a motion in. And that is what would trigger a vote on it. And you have to remember with motions that they aren't 
legally binding. It is sort of an expression of will of the doll, if you like. So there's, there's always a lot of spin around motions where you see, oh, government voted in favour of this, that or the other. And they might have voted in favour of a motion rather than the actual thing. So that's getting a little bit into the semantics of it. So pressure is going to be particularly on the two Green Party TDs who have come out and said that they are opposed uh, to this in Nasa Horgan and Patrick Costello. Nasa Horgan being very, very clear. She thinks this is absolutely the wrong decision not to extend the eviction ban and that it is going to lead to an increase in homelessness over the next while as landlords maybe try to avoid that provision of having to offer their property to the tenants first with an independent evaluation. She said she thinks that, even though it was a Green Party idea that was put forward in these plans, may lead to an uptick in homelessness. But the language from her so far has been a little bit couched as to whether she would vote against it. She said, look, we'll we'll see whether the motion would make any sort of substantive difference, sort of giving a bit of wiggle room there because those motions don't tend to to have any sort of substantive difference. And of course, the government would probably Mm. put forward a counter motion as well. But it is an interesting sort of time for the two of them. Obviously, Patrick Costello and Asa Horgan have both been suspended from the, the Green Party for six months for voting with a Sinn Féin motion in the past, that time on the National Maternity Hospital. If they do it again, there'll be a lot of people within the party and within the government who'll say it's more than a suspension they need. They need to be gone. But that obviously leaves them in very different uh, coalition arithmetic. Now, a lot of political noise in the chamber yesterday about all of this. But is it your impression that uh, the government is absolutely not for turning? I think so. Yeah, I do think so. And I look, it's a bit of a staggering decision. I think a lot of people were surprised by it that there wasn't even, you know, the talk in the in the, the lead up to it had been it could go either way and all depended on the meeting, but that there wasn't even anything direct for renters, anything to say to young people. Yes, OK, you're in difficulty, you're renting, maybe you're going to face eviction, but we have something for you. We have something to make it better rather than this sort of vague promise that, yes, we're turning the corner, and we're going to build more homes and everything will be rosy. But I don't think at this stage that the government is going to climb down. They have uh, absolutely pin their colours to the mast and I would be shocked to see any sort of a U-turn despite the massive, massive political pressure that's going to come. Sean Defoe, uh, News Talk political correspondent, uh, thank you very much. The aforementioned Owen O'Brien is listening to that conversation. Owen, good morning. Good morning, Pat. So is uh, Sean right in describing what lies ahead uh, in terms of this? Yes, so we have private members' time obviously the first Tuesday after the recess uh, and that's the earliest opportunity we we would be able to table a motion for a debate and a vote. So we'll take a final decision on that later on today. But uh, you would have heard Mary Lou Macdonald yesterday during leaders' questions saying we want to vote at the earliest opportunity. This is such a significant issue uh, and it will have such a significant impact uh, on hundreds if not thousands of families across the state uh, that we believe it's imperative to vote. And it's not just within the Green Party there is discomfort. There was a very significant number of Fianna Fáil backbenchers who in fact before the last ban in November was introduced were calling for such a thing. Uh, we've already seen in the newspapers from the Fianna Fáil Parliamentary Party that there's considerable disquiet in that party. And remember it is those backbenchers just like myself and others who over the next number of weeks will have not just single people, not just families, but families with children and pensioners who will be facing the imminent prospect, not just of of losing the home that they're living in, but in the absence of any emergency accommodation, because our emergency accommodation system is at breaking point, uh, who will have literally nowhere to go. So this isn't some theoretical or academic discussion. This is about uh, a situation where real people, many, many cases, working people and people in decent jobs, in April, May and June 
would be left literally with nowhere to go. Uh, and Darrell O'Brien has admitted in his response to questions from the media on Tuesday that yes, the ban on evictions is likely to lead to an increase in homelessness. That's an appalling admission uh, of yeah. a decision by government. One of the, the difficulties is that, that these properties are going to be vacated. And as I said yesterday to Minister Donnelly, who had remarks to make about Sinn Féin, they're not going to be turned into sweet shops or pubs. They're going to be homes for somebody, just different people. So we're moving kind of deck chairs around this Titanic. Yes, and, and keep in mind that the actual principal problem here is the private rental sector has been shrinking for six or seven years in a row um, um, and the government has been failing to replace that stock with an adequate supply of both social and affordable homes to rent or buy. Uh, and as a result of that government failure, essentially we have a situation where uh, none of the options are good options. I, I said on this uh, radio station earlier in the week, it's not a good place to be in to be talking about a ban on evictions, but it is an admission of the depth of the failure of government, particularly Fine Gael after 11 years in government, but also Fianna Fáil propping Fine Gael up uh, for the last six years, that we have to even consider such emergency measures. For me, the most concerning thing is not only are they ending the ban on evictions, but as pretty much all of the media were commentating on yesterday, there's actually no plan in place for April, May and June in terms of what to do with all of those yeah. singles now, and families. There was families. talk of uh, giving landlords a break if they dispose of a second property, that they might get some break on uh, the capital gains tax if they sold it to the tenant or to a local authority, in other words, to uh, increase the supply of housing. That suggests that there are people out there who have vacant houses that are, they're not renting for whatever reason the moment. Do we have any information on how many of those there might be that might come to the market and alleviate the problem? We don't. And, and keep in mind, all of that uh, uh, leaking from government is about possible considerations for the budget for next year. What's more concerning, for example, is uh, since last year, Darrell O'Brien reopened what's called the tenant in situ scheme, where local authorities can purchase a property where there's a haparaz tenant in situ with an eviction notice. In my own local authority, over 100 landlords have offered their properties to the local authority to purchase. And what happened? Only three have been purchased. Why? Um, when I'm talking to landlords and I'm working with a lot of landlords and tenants, what they are saying is, is the local authorities are very slow. When I talk to the local authorities, they're saying they don't have sufficient staff. There's also a very significant problem that the minister hasn't set out in very clear terms in a written form to the local authorities, the terms and conditions under which they should but buy. But you have to be on HAP, isn't that so? So if the, you, if the, the local authority is this, to purchase. This is a, an equally big frustration. So you do have to be on HAP or RAS and there's a very large number of tenants with notices to quit who aren't eligible for social housing support. Again, for a year, we have been urging government to extend that tenant in situ scheme to what's called affordable cost rental, where an approved housing body could purchase and keep the, the uh, working tenant in situ and paying an affordable rent here in Dublin, Tatney House, over 30 families at risk, imminent risk of eviction. An approved housing body is interested, but the minister and government are dragging their heels. So there are things that could be done now. My biggest fear is yesterday the minister had a meeting of what's called the Homeless uh, 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 Action Network Committee. It represents local authorities and, and the housing agency and homeless organisations. And I'm not getting any sense from what I'm hearing at that meeting that there is an actual plan plan in place when those hundreds, if not thousands of notices fall due in April, May and June. That is the most immediate thing because the reason why this ban was introduced in November was in October, the majority of our local authorities on many, many nights had no emergency accommodation at all. 
we have a larger number of people in emergency accommodation at present. Sure. What are we going to do with these families, these children, these pensioners, do, do these give, singles uh, do, do, over do, do, these coming do, do months? Do you give the government any slack at all in terms of coping with uh, an influx of 70,000 Ukrainians and of course others seeking international asylum uh, which puts a strain on all the hotel accommodation. It's not ideal. It's never ideal hotel accommodation but it puts a huge strain on it. Um, it might have been available but suddenly local authorities are saying actually all the hotels that we typically have used are full. Well first of all the hotels that are typically used for emergency accommodation uh, homeless accommodation continue to be used for that. Uh, My bigger concern is that we have seen this coming since 2017. Since 2017, for a variety of reasons, which we've rehearsed on this show and others, single property landlords are leaving the market. Since 2017, government has continually missed its social and affordable housing targets, which were too low in the first place. Government has had plenty of time to put in place measures to ensure that as landlords, for example, were selling, either the local authorities or the AHBs would buy them or alternative but, accommodation But in fairness, again, Owen, I mean, it's, it's easy just to forget about a pandemic and construction sites being closed for, for effectively more than a year on and off. Again, that, that's not the case with respect to social housing, Pat, and this is very important to remember. In 2020, in fact, any social housing project that was on site was exempt from that uh, uh, closure. But they we were the ones that were that could be completed, you know, if there was only foundations in the ground, they didn't uh, carry on but with those. But if they were, if they needed windows and a door, 20, yes, they were finished. In, in fact, in, in, at an earlier stage of, of construction, they could continue. 2017, 2018, 2019, uh, three years before the pandemic. But also, if you look, for example, at private sector completions, uh, they have done better last year than was expected. But, for example, government, even by the minister's own admission, have missed their social housing targets. Uh, and what we're actually hearing is there was probably mm. virtually no affordable homes to buy and very few to rent. Government has had a long period of time to plan for this. They have abjectly failed to do it. And as a consequence, uh, renters right across the state are in a real okay. state of fear. Rent, renters actually feel we'll that government from, uh, has thrown in the towel in terms of protecting them. But crucially, the solution solution here is more social and affordable homes and government has not been okay. providing those. We'll hear from Pat David in a moment, the CEO of the Institute of Professional Auctioneers and, and Valuers as to what might be done. But we know that the vast bulk of accommodation for renters is provided by the so-called mom and pop landlords, the, the tiny ones. And, uh, you know, rent pressure zones followed by an eviction ban uh, is the kind of thing that scares the horses and they're bolting in huge numbers. And the noises that your party is making would suggest that if you were to be in government the next time around, you'd penalise landlords even more. Is it no wonder that they want to get out and get out ASAP? Well, first of all, if we had been in government over recent years, there wouldn't have been a need for an eviction ban because we would have delivered the social and affordable homes that are required. But also, let's be very clear. Do you accept, though, that you are frightening the horses? We have independent research from the Residential Tenancies Board that gives us an indication of what's likely to happen. 75% of single property landlords uh, are are fine or happy or not considering leaving. But you're absolutely right. Just as we've seen for the last seven years, a significant portion of single property landlords are, are, are considering leaving. In many cases, it's not because of regulation and tax. It's because they want the property for their own use or they're availing, obviously, of high property prices because they never wanted to be landlords in the first place and were trapped in negative equity. The issue is the vast majority of landlords who are considering leaving are going to leave and government has to put in place a plan to mitigate that by tenant in situ for social and affordable housing, but crucially, ramping up the delivery of social and affordable homes. No, but and, would you stop landlords leaving? If you were in government in a couple of years' you, time, would you keep this eviction ban in perpetuity? Because that's what landlords are scared of. No, and I, again, I've been very clear on this. An emergency ban on evictions is only a short-term emergency measure. Landlords have a right to sell. 
landlords have a right to leave the market uh, and I'm not looking to stop them doing that. What I would like is as landlords are leaving, either A, uh, uh, local authorities and approved housing bodies purchase those properties for social and affordable homes. But also on Monday I wrote to the Minister for Housing once again setting out a series of emergency measures that could be taken now using emergency planning and procurement powers, vacant and derelict buildings and new building technologies to increase the supply of social and affordable homes over a period. I did that last October. If government had taken my advice in October of last year, we would not have to extend the eviction ban now. So nobody can blame the opposition for the housing mess that we're in. Leo Varadkar yesterday telling his parliamentary party that there's a deficit of 250,000 homes in our city. What an appalling admission of failure by a man who has been in government personally for 11 years and a Taoiseach for twice uh, during that period. This is on the government, not landlords, not the opposition and certainly not on tenants and renters for whom the Landlords would say they're carrying the can for, uh, if you like, government failure, but for the situation we're in, they end up carrying the can. Let's be very clear, Pat. The people who will be carrying the can are the single people, the families, the children and the pensioners who will be rendered homeless and in some cases on the streets because of the failure of government policy. They are the people who are faring worse out of all of this. Pat Davitt, CEO of the Institute of Professional Auctioneers and Valuers. What do you make of the current situation? The ending of the ban, I'm sure, is something that uh, you would uh, welcome. But uh, how to solve this problem? People on the streets. Uh, Good morning, Pat. Good morning, Owen. Um, Yeah, the ending of the ban is something that we do welcome. And we don't believe the ban should have ever taken place in the first place. So obviously we uh, now are happy that the eviction ban is going to go. But nobody, landlords, uh, I think in particular, and agents don't want to end tenancies. That's not what they're about. People who are in the landlord business want to stay in the landlord business. They've got into it and they want to stay in it. And there's been so a lot of the, talk. Why are they leaving? I mean, besides the natural attrition, people who got out of negative equity, people who've reached a certain age and uh, want to uh, generate cash for a pension or whatever, that's natural attrition. But they are leaving in higher numbers than that. What, in your view, is the reason? Well, obviously, the, the reason is very obvious to landlords and property owners is because they're afraid that property rights are going to be interfered with. That's one of them. Uh, the second one is because a lot of people in the RPSEDs can't get proper rent for their properties. And now with the uh, interest rates after crawling up by 3%, it's after affecting an awful lot of landlords. So what we need to do is we have this situation now where the eviction ban is going to be gone. And what we want to move on to is trying to get more properties into the marketplace. And agents every day of the week uh, that I represent are we, we'd like to have more properties for tenants because tenants obviously are as much, even though our clients are our vendors, but they're as important to us as the vendors are. But agents know that there are properties and many properties outside of the rental market at the moment. They've been taken out of it for different reasons. The main reason they've been taken out is because when somebody leaves their property, they can't get market rent for that property when they go to let it. And that's a huge problem. So, like, yeah. it's it's fine. And what I can't disagree with a lot of of the... Uh, the rental pressure zones. Is that what you want? I think we need amendments in the rental pressure zones to give landlords that are at the bottom of the market, and these are the people we're talking about here, these are the landlords we're speaking about here, that we need to give them encouragement to stay in the marketplace. So we need to change the RPSEDs. Actually, I was one of the first people that talked about landlords leaving the marketplace, and a lot of people laughed at me when I talked about it. I had an article in the Irish Times nearly five years ago. And also, uh, we talked about at that particular stage, uh, landlords that wanted to leave the marketplace selling their properties to the county council. I did a presentation to the Housing uh, uh, Commission on this, and that must be again I think in 2014 or 15 Uh, so like we see this problem coming down the road as well and the problem is here with us now 
But what we're trying to do at the moment is, and what we should be trying to do, is to get more properties into the marketplace. And those properties, I think, Pat, are out there. I think they can come in. We're looking at 166, according to the, 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 the census figures, thousand properties that are vacant. We think it's possible to get 25,000 of those properties back into the marketplace to rent or for people to live in. And that can be done and only be done by having a proper index of those properties and a listing of them throughout the whole country in every county council. And also, uh, and a, a, a log of why they are not in the rental market at the moment. Some of them will be in dereliction. Some of them will be caught up in legal uh, argument and, and and so on and so forth. All right. And exactly, Pat. And the big reason why, and the big thing about this is how we're going to get them back in. What are the reasons of what would attract people to get them back in again? And we need to have a figure. We need to have what, what we need to do to the county council to say, in the, we have produced a rental uh, uh, housing uh, vacancy report in the past couple of days. And it shows at the different counties the level of vacancy of those properties in those different counties. We need a target for those county councils to bring back a certain amount of those properties into the marketplace. And we think this can be done. But we're not going to do this by taking away landlords' rights, etc., because you're only going to cause, as you exactly say yourself, more problems in the, in the marketplace okay. from landlords. Pat, thank you very much for joining us. Last words, Owen. Yeah, keep in mind, uh, for far too long, government has over-relied on the private rental sector to deliver social and affordable homes. That policy is no longer viable. Leo Varadkar said yesterday the solution to this crisis is more uh, landlords. He's wrong. The solution to this crisis is more social and affordable homes. And Pat is correct and the report on vacancy has real merit. But in fact, it would be much better if government provides money to local authorities and approved housing bodies, buy those properties, renovate them and then rent them out for social rental, affordable rental and affordable purchase. We need affordable homes for working people, uh, not more insecurity in an overpriced private rental sector. Ona Bryn, Sinn Féin spokesperson on housing. Thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.